Welcome to All Things IDD, hosted by the Ark of Wichita County. On this podcast, we share resources for those with intellectual and developmental disabilities and their families, raise awareness, as well as create a space for stories by and about those with disabilities. Today's episode continues Brooke's story of taking a leap of faith to move to a new city for a new dream job. Um, when we would come to, when I would come to Austin with Christy and Michelle and Debbie, um, and we would, and Rachel would come sometimes, um, we would always go to the Sonic and, um, uh, there was next, next, right next door to the Sonic was this police station. And then right next door to the police station was this apartment complex. And, one day, I don't remember, like, I hadn't been on the People First board board very long. Um, but, and I was on the Texas Advocates Board. Um, and so it was probably like 2011-ish. Um, we were, or 2013, sorry. We were at Sonic getting drinks. I don't know, we were here for something, board meeting, something. And I looked next door to the police station and I saw this apartment complex and we were, sitting in the drive-thru at Sonic, and I was like, someday I'm going to live in that apartment complex. And everybody was like, oh, everybody was like, oh, or Christy was like, oh, you're kidding, whatever, you know. And then, like, it turns out, like, so that is the exact apartment complex I live in. Stop You know, it. yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. And, you know, and that's actually really funny how God works. That's how we found this. Uh, apartment was because my mom and I were in Austin and we wanted to, and we were, when I was here looking for apartment, um, and we wanted to get a Sonic drink. And I was like, Oh, I was like, I know where there's a Sonic because <laughs> funny story. There's not Sonics on every corner. Uh, <laughs> like there is. Oh, it's not there. <laughs> and so I remember like we wanted a Sonic drink. And so I remember we were sitting at that Sonic again and I was like, mom, that's the apartment complex. That I would always, that we would always, we would always look at while we were getting our Sonic drinks. I was like, and I used to tell Christy Michelle, someday I'm going to live there. And so, yeah, so that was just one of those really cool full circle moments of like having a dream, you know, and then getting to like make that dream a reality. Yeah. So you said in 2015 is when you moved down there? So, no. So, yeah. So, that would be the next part of the story. So, came down for my first session in 2013, kind of fell in love with Austin. Um, then, um, 2015 was the next session. We came down several times or a couple of times that time. And that time, I remember, I just really felt like I was going to be in, at some point, was going to be here. Uh, and then I just remember like, you know, like it was just like that, that calling was only getting louder. Um, I didn't know like why he would, you know, bring what he would bring you here for. Um, and so then in 2015, um, we had conference, um, we, we were in Dallas and, um, things were kind of stirring around. There were some some hard things about to happen um, in the life of Texas advocates. Um, and I just remember like 
we were about we were about to the point where we were going to hire our own staff, um, and so um, I remember December eighteenth, two thousand fifteen. Um, me and Michelle and Christy were down here um, because um, we were um, going to have to have a meeting with TCDD, uh, which is our funder uh, who kind of funds Texas Advocates. They give us. Um, different projects throughout the year, years to help us with our funding. Um, and uh, we were about to have to have a meeting with TCDD. And um, I remember um, it was just going to be like a few officers uh, coming down for this meeting. And so me and Chrissy Michelle, we came down the night before we went to Chewy's and like, we just had like the best time. Um, and then this is where I really get emotional. <laughs> so then the next day we got up and we went to the meeting and we started talking about Texas Advocates hiring its own staff. And I can remember like not really like seeing myself in that role, but just kind of like putting it in the back of my head, like, hey, like, oh, that'd be really cool. But then they were talking about how possibly the person could just work from home. And so then I started thinking, well, oh, well, maybe I could stay in Wichita Falls and just work for Texas Advocates from home. Um, and then, um, so then, like, the meeting was over and we were going to get back in the car um, to come, like, to start back home. But we were going to, like, take our time to get back home. And we were getting back in the car and Noreen, um, I'm not sure if you've met, um, but she follows us into the parking lot and she goes, and this is like, this changed like the whole trajectory of my life. Uh, she goes, Brooke, she goes, I wish that you could apply for the job and move to Austin and work for Texas Advocates. And so I remember going home and like not getting much sleep the next several nights and just like you know praying about it and just really felt like the Lord was just telling me to go for it and so at 11 o'clock at night just a few nights before Christmas because um, this was December 18th and then we came back on the 19th and then like several few days later was Christmas and we were waking my mom up at like 11 o'clock and telling her what had happened you know that there was a possibility of a job in Austin and I don't know, and so we talked about it for the next several days, and then um, I think right after Christmas, or maybe a couple of days before, I called Noreen, and I told her that I, you know, definitely wanted to be considered, and you know, she was kind of helping Texas Advocates through kind of just the really hard things that were going on, and um, so she was just there to make sure that everything was that we were being like treated fairly and that everything was going to be okay. Um, and so then um, I just like within a couple of weeks, we were down here in Austin and I was looking for apartments and I uh, moved to Austin. It was a leap year. So I moved to Austin on February 29th, 2016. Um, and been here ever since have absolutely loved it um haven't looked back once um 
you know, I joke that, you know, I don't think I'll ever move back home, you know. And, but, Even with Austin growing like crazy, you're still about it? I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I'll be here for a while, um, at least. Um, there are some some not-so-fun things going on with our housing market. Um, and so, like, I, I'm at the point now where I'm, like, ready to put down roots. Like, next March, I will have been here for six years. Um, so I'm at the point now where I'm like ready to put down roots and buy a house and, you know, start to, you know, maybe grow a family in, in some way, you know, but with COVID, you know, and the housing market, like it is, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, I'm just kind of waiting, you know, but, you know, I could rent here another year or I could, you know, Move, move just a little bit more into the city, which I would love. I could move a little bit more north. Um, so, um, what's the next question? Question. <laughs> so, what is what is the role of Texas Advocates in getting the local chapters to come and speak? What actually? Let's start with what is session for those that don't okay. know what that is. Okay. So, session is 140 days every other year. Um, so we just had session in 2021, um, and we'll have session again in 2023. Um, and it's 140 days, and the legislature comes together, um, and they just pass bills. They um, write bills and pass bills uh, for 140 days, and there's a lot of debates that go on and a lot of um, just really, really tough hearings and meetings that go on to um, make um, to pass bills. Um, so right now, um, currently one of the bills um, that's really, really um, a hot topic is the voter suppression bill. Um, and so right now that bill is being heard. So the main session ended in um, May the end of May, um, but now they're in special session. Um, and so right now they're working on the voter suppression bill. Um, and that bill has been, was around for the entire session. And we were kind of going back and forth and just really trying to stop um, that bill. Um, and, and what about, so I know you said voter suppression. I, I think yeah. one of the things that makes it such a hot topic is not everybody sees it as that. If, correct uh -huh. me if I'm wrong, but um, what about that bill in your eyes and your eyes uh, as a professional in the IDD world um, makes it a voter suppression bill? Yes. So it just has a lot of um, caveats that would make it really hard for people with IDD to vote. Um, primarily um, having to do with like um, so let's just say, for example, um, if, and it, it is being worked and kind of we reworked and stuff, but in one of the original language, um, let's say a group home went to vote and they wanted to vote um, in their van, um, like have the polling stuff brought out to their to their van. Everybody but the person that was voting would have to get out. Of, and I guess the person assisting the person to vote would have to get out of the car 
and they would have to just go stand outside while that other person voted in, and then they would just have to like keep switching it in and out um, till everybody voted. Um, so that just really suppresses the vote because it's a lot of work. Um, yeah, to and, and I will get a, add into that any extra work that you add to um, already overworked staff of group homes. I mean, it kind of just makes it of like that sounds really hard. And I could imagine yeah. that would that would turn away staff members from encouraging their clients to get out and vote because it's going to be a whole day's ordeal to do so. Yeah, and there's just like a lot a lot of things like that. Um, originally, you were going to have to go to the doctor and just medically certify that you had a disability every year so that you could vote by mail. Um, that thankfully was taken out. Um, so oh basically goodness. just back, yeah, so basically just back to session and they just hear bills and debate bills and pass bills all session long. Um, and it's a very lengthy process, um, because a bill, you know, gets written and then it goes to ledge council and then it gets, um, assigned to a committee and then it gets heard in committee and then, um, it goes to the floor and then it goes. Then it gets assigned a committee, and and then if it has a sponsor um, in the opposite um, house, then it goes and gets a committee in that on that side, and then it goes to the floor on that side. And so, like they, it literally takes 140 days to debate and pass all the bills, and and more bills fail than get passed. Um, and so it's just a really long, hard process. Um, how Texas advocates comes into play, um, is traditionally, unfortunately, this is not how it works this session, but, um, traditionally, um, we would plan, um, we, we've done it both ways. So one way we would do it is we would plan, uh, an advocacy day, um, and invite all of our chapters to come in on one day and, um, have um, like a rally and provide lunch and then they would make their uh, visits in the afternoon. Um, you can do it that way. Um, or another way uh, we've done it in the past is just each chapter has a day um, and they just come in and we bring them in the night before and they spend the night and we provide them hotel and food and then they go to the Capitol and make visits that next day and then go home um, that afternoon when they're done with their visits. And man, just you explaining um, like what session is and what all takes place. It's kind of overwhelming as just like a standard citizen that doesn't really, it's, I'm not involved with laws and how they're made and all of that. And so uh-huh. it can be overwhelming, but I know there's an importance, um, of legislators, the ones writing the laws and passing the laws. I mean, for them to hear from people like our, our local members at our, our chapter here at the ARC, like, man, what does this bill do for me as a person, as a Texan, as a citizen? Because without it, it's kind of like a, a cold process. It seems like of like, Oh, they're just writing bills and changing it. And this is how it works. But man, the importance of y'all hosting um, people with disabilities from all over the state to come in and 
essentially share their stories, I could imagine is very effective. I would hope it would be effective. We just just hated it that we couldn't do it this year. Oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. And one thing I will say about, you know, does testimony really make a difference? So, um, we were, so I didn't get to go to this hearing, but there was a hearing for a really controversial guardianship bill. Um, and everybody that showed up to testify for this bill, or basically everybody that showed up to testify for this bill, um, was against it and, and very much so against it. And so by the end of the bill, um, by the end of the hearing, the legislator had decided, um, not to proceed with the bill um, and that it would come back next session, but it would look very, very different. Um, so. And, and yeah. had those people, had that group of people not shown up, I mean, I'm assuming it just would have been passed. It's kind of like the loudest voice I, I would think has the most power. Um Yeah. You know, because had yeah. y'all not been there fighting for your your perspective, your cause, that would have just moved forward and been limiting in whatever way um, yeah. for people with disabilities. So it's a it's a really important work that y'all are doing um, uh-huh. because it, it takes people in Austin and that direction from y'all to to help us at a local level know how to have an impact. Um, so I, I mean, we appreciate everything that you're doing. Um, I, I like asking people on this podcast, um, because our listeners aren't only people with disabilities or parents of people with disabilities. I mean, we, we hope that it's people that aren't connected to the IDD world. So, um, in, with all of that being said, um, what would you tell somebody without disabilities or with no connections to those with IDD? How, how would you ask that they get involved or um, an action step for them, I guess? Um, volunteer. Uh, find, find a place to volunteer, such as the ARC or Special Olympics or um, just really anywhere uh, that serves those um, with disabilities, um, and just get involved. Yeah, I I think it's, I know for me, um, the further I get into serving in the IDD world, the more passionate I get about it and the more fired up, like hearing about bills that would suppress the vote for people with disabilities, you know, how much (laughs) more upsetting that is. I, I think it's important because, when you volunteer, I mean, you're encouraging people to come and volunteer. And I think that's important because you just get to know people. And it's like the, the more relationships you build with a person, the more you care about them and the things that affect them. And so, yeah, I think that's a great piece of advice for people to get out and volunteer and serve, um, and just get to know people with disabilities. I know, um, for some, it, it might even seem daunting or uncomfortable because of the unknown of, like, I don't know anybody with disabilities, but um, ultimately, like, people are people, and even in our differences, I think it's important that we have relationships. 
Brooke, I appreciate you so much. And it's so cool. I mean, being able to look back and like, I mean, I wouldn't say we grew up together, but we went to Ryder at the same time. You were a manager on the soccer team whenever I played Uh on, on the soccer team in high school. And it's just crazy to think about, I mean, the trajectory that both of our lives have gone on. And I think the places that we didn't think we would go individually and just how we've been able to work together. And Uh it's just been such a joy to have your connection in Austin. And I know I can always call you with questions that I have. And I just appreciate you so much. And and I'm so thankful for you. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. We're so glad you joined us for part two of Brooke's story. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with all the things we have going on. We're excited for all the stories we have to share with you in 2022. So be sure to keep a lookout for new episodes coming around every single month. As always, be good to yourself.